I'm Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Nehemiah has been positioned as the governor in Jerusalem, and a lot of people are watching him. He's leading by example, not just in what he's saying, but he's also leading in what he's doing. Terry, how about if you read the scripture for us? Okie doke. I'm reading Nehemiah chapter 5, verses 14 through 19 from the NIV. Moreover, from the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah until his 32nd year, 12 years, neither I nor my brothers ate the food allotted to the governor, but the earlier governors, those preceding me, placed a heavy burden on the people and took 40 shekels of silver from them in addition to food and wine. Their assistants also lorded it over the people, but out of reverence for God, I did not act like that. Instead, I devoted myself to the work on this wall. All my men were assembled there for the work. We did not acquire any land. Furthermore, 150 Jews and officials ate at my table, as well as those who came to us from the surrounding nations. Each day, one ox, six choice sheep, and some poultry were prepared for me, and every ten days, an abundant supply of wine of all kinds. In spite of all this, I never demanded the food allotted to the governor, because the demands were heavy and these people. Remember me with favor, my God, for all I have done for these people. So let's just kind of quickly list some of the things that previous governors had done. And and it wasn't because they were mean. It's because this was their rightful mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So let's pull some of that out of the scripture here. 40 shekels of silver is about one pound. So per family... Is that what he's? They're collecting from that from each family. I. That's what I think. Yeah. And I think that is a lot to take from a family, especially when they're this remnant of survivors. They don't have much to get that silver. They'd have to trade grain. They'd have to trade things that a silversmith would want. Mm-hmm. Right. A cow. Wine. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm so doing math think, real quick. Okay, I am to see how much that, like, what the equivalent of would that be. would be. Um, so today, silver is trading for seventeen dollars and sixty nine cents an ounce, and there's sixteen ounces in a in a pound. So that's two hundred and eighty three dollars and forty cents a pound. A pound. Wow. Yes, and they're taking forty shekels. Mm-hmm. So that's over eleven thousand dollars. Wow. That they're taking. Wow. That's a lot. That's a Just lot in the silver. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, let right. alone the right, other things that the they wine had. And the food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Goodness. Yeah. They didn't have a chance. No. Yeah. That is a heavy burden. It's, it is heavy. It's no wonder they were so downtrodden. So, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unhappy. So part of the reason, and I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but part of the reason the governor would take this amount is he's also entertaining a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's part of what his job as the governor is. Well, and he's sending money back to the king as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So he's being taxed. So it, it was the whole system was kind of a, I'm going to take from you, but then I've got to turn and I've got to give to somebody else because they're taken from me. Um, 
robbing Peter to pay Paul. To pay Paul, yeah. Mm. Basically, okay, that's so right. Thinking of that, if he's not taking this from the people, where is he getting his tax? It's from him. Yep. He's paying their taxes. Yep, right. Right. Wow. So it's a pretty big incentive to take from the people so sure. that he can take, pay his taxes to the king or his tribute. Which I, I was questioning then, where did Nehemiah get all this money? If he was um, the cupbearer and a foreigner and a servant to the king, is he getting paid for that position? Where, where was this coming from? I mean, we aren't told, as far as I know. There's nowhere that we're told where it comes from. But where? how did he acquire all this? I think we are going to find that out Um Next oh, week. We <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, All right. That God did, you know, he told them to prosper in whatever land they found themselves in. And so they worked and they did things to create wealth, even though they were captives. They weren't slaves. I mm-hmm. think we have to remember right. that. You know, yeah. Nehemiah wasn't taken as a slave. He was just taken as a captive. Um, and there was a difference. Okay. So. And he's yeah. working in the palace. Yeah. I'm sure he, and he had favor with the king. Mm-hmm. Probably granted an allowance, like a salary for what he did. That's what I was wondering. And then he was allowed to make other investments and do whatever else he wanted to create mm. more wealth for himself and his family. Oh, he truly loved the people. Yeah, yeah. he really That's did. That's a lot. That's a lot to sacrifice and to take on yourself. And he talks about having 150 people at his table. Yeah. And I was thinking, I mean, how do you prepare for that? Because it wasn't like you got a text message that say, hey, we're going to be coming through town. Can we stop for dinner? Mm-hmm. Right. No. You and know. no grocery store to run to. Right. <laughs> Somebody's so, got to go out and go to every vendor separately. The sheep guy, the poultry guy, the vegetable guy, the wine guy. And then all that stuff has to be brought back to Nehemiah's residence. And it was probably not uncommon for them to host on a very regular basis mm-hmm. that number of people that would just show up. And this, yeah. I was watching the movie Aladdin with my kids the other day, <laughs> and um, he shows up at the palace to, you know, try and gain favor with the king right. so that he could marry the princess. And um, he says, we, we would love for you to join us at the table. We'll expect you. And then there's this other prince that has been there also. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's probably what it was like all the time was just people so. constantly showing up and going, hey, I'm here. And mm-hmm. it's not a overnight one. It's usually several nights because you're traveling and mm-hmm. yeah. you have this huge party that's with you. And no real notice. Like you said, no, no texts, notice. no phones, no emails, nothing to say, hey, we're coming and give you any notice. Right. Unless someone was watching, I see a camel in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. <laughs> camel on the left, cook it up, let's go. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to... Pr- I'm a planner, and I like to... It, you know, if I know somebody's coming for dinner a couple weeks out, I start thinking about it, and then I usually ignore it until the day before, and then I lose my mind. But yes. anyway, that's just... I'm a list maker. I know far in advance what I'm going to serve. I have a list. I make a grocery list. I go through the, okay, do I have that? You know, spices or whatever I need. I do not like to be caught unprepared. So I I can't work that way. I'll be too stressed out. 
You're amazing, too. You study the recipes before you have people. No, you really do. You study, you think it through. Yeah, I do. I was like, so when people come to my house, this is fair warning. Um, sometimes I'll try out my brand new recipes. Oh, and my oh, mom was oh. saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, why would you do that, Rosemary? And I go, oh, well, I'm not going to eat it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to be the only one to taste this. Everybody's going down together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and my favorite stories, we had a dinner party one time. This was probably 30 years ago when we were fairly newly married. And... Um, Paul Prudhomme was the big Cajun chef at the time, and so he had a new cookbook out, and we love spicy stuff, and so the same thing. I thought, oh, we're having a party. I'll cook one of those recipes. (laughs) So that's what I did, and we made, I think it was jambalaya. Anyway, it was so hot, people were sweating (laughs) at the dinner table. Oh, my goodness. Then then eating becomes a dare. Okay, you're going to take that Yeah, are you going to do it? Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) But that didn't teach me a lesson. I, I'm still guilty of that. I'll see a recipe, you know, the night before, and I'll think, oh, that's what I'll make. That sounds really good. Oh, my gosh. I could <laughs> yeah. never. I could never. If, my, if what I'm serving doesn't turn out right, I honestly feel like I have failed you. Oh. I have felt like I am a big disappointment to them. I didn't. And that, that's just who I can't. That's why I yeah. try yeah. things ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it's I really just, a better yeah. way to be, I think. <laughs> Well, yeah, a lot yeah. better. You probably I mean, never had anybody sweating at your table. Right. I made a meal one time, and um, this was not for company, fortunately, but we lived in a building where we shared a back door with somebody, and um, I had a teeny tiny baby, like not, I mean, probably six weeks old maybe, and we had dogs, and so did the neighbors, and so we just left our back doors open, and oh. it was kind of like a little communal. We mm-hmm. just wandered back and forth, and I was cooking one time, and she came over, and she said, did the baby throw up in the hallway? Do you need help cleaning that up? <gasps> I was like, that's dinner. Oh, oh my gosh. Gosh. It was so bad. That's oh bad. God. It was so It was so yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, at least nobody said to you, Terry. Is that? Yeah. That's is true. Is that vomit? It's like, <laughs> it's it so has funny. never been that bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You'd think after that I would have started preparing ahead of time, too. But, no, I still sometimes I'm like, yeah, we'll we see. can do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. If it all turns out horrible, it's a funny story to tell that yeah. we can laugh about later and we can order pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Or just eat dessert. Yeah. <laughs> that would work for me. Mm-hmm. That would help assuage my terrible feelings about myself that I have failed you people. (laughs) But let's eat ice cream. Yeah, there you go. Always. Absolutely. So go ahead. No. I was just like going, so what kept Nehemiah from um, doing this? I mean, what was his motivation? What was going on with him? As to why he was serving these people? I no, I'm sorry, don't no, get the, the question. No, we really went off track. I'm sorry. We yeah, did kind of go off track. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. But it's like, he wasn't taking money. He wasn't taking their money. Oh, gotcha. He was taking care of all these people coming in. Mm-hmm. He's paying for all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and out of his like, own pocket. Hmm, yeah. What's going on with him? What's, what's his motivation? Why was he doing this? I think he wanted to be different than the past rulers. He wanted to make a statement that he was God's man. They're doing God's work. And that he didn't want to be a burden to the people. He came to be a gift to them and not a burden to them. Well, he says flat out it was out of reverence for the Lord. Yeah. So he says, I'm a man of the Lord, and this is 
this is what I'm going to do, and this mm-hmm. is what I'm not going to do, which is pretty awesome. I think it's easier for us to make changes to say that we are going to do something rather than not do something. At least that's how it is for me. It's easy for me to say, I'm going to eat more vegetables. Okay. Oh, I can say it all day long. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's real easy to say it. It's yeah. the doing. It's the doing. It's the that's doing. Fine. But I, but I think it's even harder to say, I am not going mm-hmm. to do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Because you've already, you have a habit or you have a, um, a well, the, I, the I don't want to say habit been, sounds bad, but I mean, you have a, it, you know. It is, a habit, yeah. a routine. A, and so to stop that. I think you're right, a lot harder than starting something new. Well, the people would have expected him to come to Jerusalem Mm -hmm. and tax them and take their stuff because that's what everybody else had always done. So they wouldn't have been shocked if he'd done it. Um, The fact that he didn't do it is what made his Mm -hmm. witness so strong. That's what made the statement, hey, I'm doing this out of reverence for God, Mm -hmm. not for my own gain. Think about what a change that would be for the people who stayed Mm-hmm. For the remnant that mm-hmm. stayed there and were used to that heavy burden that mm-hmm. he calls it, um, because the people who were returning as captives, of course, I'm sure paid their taxes and whatever to the people previously. Right. In Babylon. In Babylon, yes. But the people who stayed had been paying those taxes, and um, then they just didn't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. What a relief. What a relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine if that happened with us? I will vote for them. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, right. somebody said you don't that. have to pay that eleven thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. in silver this right. year. Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah. yeah, whatever your taxes are, all of a sudden you don't yeah. have to do it. I got it. I'm paying for you. Mm-hmm. There are states in the United States that do not have state income tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have lived in several of them. Yes, and I will tell you that it is a big. Ch- it's so nice when you move there. Because it's like, woohoo, yeah. And then when you leave there, you kind of feel like Charlie Brown, like, you know, just a little sad sad. sack. (laughs) (laughs) It is, though. It's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And it makes a difference in your your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Well, sure it does. I, I wonder what would happen. We're in Michigan right now. So it's like if all of a sudden someone said that, how would that affect the people? Let me just say, Michigan has crazy high taxes. We do. Yeah. Crazy high taxes. Yeah. It would be awesome. Be party in the street. Yes. I I was wondering if the sales tax in those states that that don't have a state tax, Mm -hmm. what are the sales taxes there? Um, in our experience, it hasn't. The sales taxes haven't been any higher. Okay, really. so that is nice then. Even though that You're, is an argument that you hear a lot that they have a is. higher sales tax. Yeah, but that's yeah, what I was wondering. I Not haven't seen significantly. That really your property tax is where you run okay. into issues. Okay. Stupid high property tax. Oh. So it seems yeah. like they have to make up for it somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So that makes sense. <clears throat> and you look but, at these, you know the. Um, the people who are coming out of the captivity who have been paying that high tax that was coming from somewhere mm-hmm. and the Jews that had stayed, um, yeah, party in the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then how would they treat their neighbor? Then how would this affect when they do their job? How would they... I think to me it'd be like, I'd want to be generous to my neighbor. I'd want to go, hey, you know what? I, like I've, 
I was counting on doing this, and now I don't have to. Probably party would, some of it would go for the party. <laughs> Definitely. But that would be a way to connect with my neighbors or people that I know. So that's all built for connection, too. Mm. That would be helpful. That would be yeah. a really fun thing. You know, I think the taxation system in those days was a little different than now. I mean, now a lot of our taxes go to our social mm-hmm. s- safety net, if you will. Um, in those days, I don't think their taxes went to any kind of social safety net. Um, I think they just went into the pockets of the rulers. So the only safety net they had was from the temple. So the money that you gave to the temple went for you know the priests and the upkeep of the temple. But I also think that they were probably feeding the poor and taking care yep. of a lot of needs that people had. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just a different take on the whole tax issue. Yeah. I mean, I could just see people turning and going, oh, I want to feed the poor now. I have the money. Mm-hmm. I've lived so far without this. It hits me that it makes what we talked about in the previous episode about um, taking their own people as slaves and charging interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes it even more deplorable mm-hmm. because they don't have to pay the taxes to the governor anymore. So they have all this extra income. Yeah. Um, and the no, it would have been multiplicative, right, or geometric. The richer you were, the more money you would get to keep. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, and they were taking. That's icky. Yeah. Did this happen after that or before that, though? I mean, it's in the scripture afterwards. Maybe it was concurrent. Yeah, he came in and said, hey, I'm not going to do this. Right. Yeah. So that, Yeah, I think it was concurrent. Okay. Okay. That's my understanding. Well, I am not no, a scholar. No, no, because yeah. they were taking advantage of people when Nehemiah got there and for a, a period of time after he arrived. Mm-hmm. And then he put his foot down and said, mm-hmm. wait, this has to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know exactly what that time frame is. I don't think a real long time frame, pretty short. Yeah, you're right. But, like, a lot of this has been in 52 days or yeah. 53. If you add the three days, he walked around the city. <laughs> Well, but then we talk about how he was the governor for 12 years, too. Good point. So, mm-hmm. you know, there is, it's a little fuzzy timeline. Right. But Yeah, I just, I kind of am curious about what the, the people who are taking advantage of the others, mm-hmm. what that was like for them. It, did that change their heart? I know Nehemiah changed their heart back when they had that come to Jesus moment was a, probably a way to call that. <laughs> oh, and I'm speaking like, what of are that, you doing? Yes. I got to have a mercy moment. Okay. Last week at the end of the session, I repeated something that I thought I'd heard and I had a little bit of a brain freeze. I used the wrong word. I said that after Nehemiah, the people, after they kind of came back to God and got themselves straightened out with him, they didn't um, get taken captive again. Captive is not the right word. They didn't go into idolatry again. So I just wanted to clarify that. I was so excited to share that because I think that's a huge thing that up until that time in their history, they they kind of rolled in and out of being God's people and then being idolatrous and like the people of the land that they were living in. But after rebuilding the walls in Jerusalem with Nehemiah, there was no more falling off into idolatry again. They never mm-hmm. fell away from God again in that same way. They maintained their Jewish identity um, from that point on. So oh, That is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for your grace. No. <laughs> yeah. So um, the thing, there's a word in here called Kazakh. Kazakh. Mm. And 
it talks about, it says to, to be strong, strengthen, harden, take hold of. And I really like that word. I was like, ooh, I'd love that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Why don't you spell that for us? Oh, I'm so sorry. So that... Um, <clears throat> C-H-A-Z-A-Q sounds exactly the way it's not spelled. So <laughs> I, think it, I think it's... Kazakh. What is it? Kazakh. I don't know. I'm making it up. <laughs> it sounds good to me. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is like anybody else feel like they're in a Harry Potter movie? Kazakh. 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 But I, I really, to mm. me, that showed so much character that he had. And, and it really described, I think, who he was. Like some of the words associated with that, when I looked it up, were causatively, meaning he's making something happen. Mm-hmm. Um, strengthen, withstand, prevail, sustain, encourage. In our homework, it says to be strong, strengthen, harden, and take hold of. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. I like that. When you have a project, it's it's almost like he's standing there saying, "Hey, this is the way it's going to be." Just it's like not even coming. No other options. It's like here we go, here we go, here we go. Keep moving. I thought that really was neat in describing yeah. his character. Yeah. I have a new word to add to the vocabulary now. Yeah. Cossack. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is none of us can say it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, stop and Google it, and then use the pronunciation button, which oh, is your little oh, speaker yeah, when you type right. a and word it'll in. Tell you. Yeah, oh, there's a little speaker great. icon I you never can type knew that. in. We should have done that before we started, but now we're giving you homework. How about that? <laughs> oh, this is getting to be funner and funner. Funner and funner. <laughs> yes. Well, we can see that Nehemiah... Um, has been positioned by God to be the governor, to bring all these people back, to rebuild the wall. Have you ever been in a position, well, and people are looking at him, and he's he's saying, you know, this is because of God. I mean, how many times have we heard him say, but God, but God, but God? Yeah. Um, do you, have you ever been in a position where you felt like God had you there? Like God put you in that position? I'm getting lots of looks because nobody knew I was going to ask this question. <laughs> um, like, really, do you, have you ever had a time where it was like, okay, this is, this is where God has me and I, I know it. I am firm in my understanding that this is from God. Oh, for me, absolutely. I used to work at a place called Vista Maria and we'd work with adjudicated teens and it was hard. Like, you're holding on to your keys, you're walking in, you can't, um, you could have it in your office. You could have staplers, um, but you couldn't ever take it out on the floor. I mean, it was kind of it was a really tough place to work. It was a great place to work. It was, and I just kept feeling um, this need. I was there, and I, I was working this one Friday. I think I was there about three years. I wasn't planning on quitting. And then when I went home, <laughs> I like how you say that. Yeah. I wasn't point. planning on quitting. Like not even a little bit. It wasn't even in my head. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm driving home, I was like, oh, something's going on. Just kind of noticing that in my spirit. And I said, God, if you want me to, to leave, I'll leave. And so I, you know, there's this story with Gideon. He lays out that fleece. Mm-hmm. So right. I laid out a fleece. I said, God, just show me through your word. 
and and I was just open to hearing it is what mm-hmm. I just kept telling God. So I'm reading and it's all about traveling and moving on to different. I was like, okay, okay. Then I get into church and they're talking about um, how Abraham left his family. Oh my <laughs> like, goodness! Okay, God, I got yeah, it. I got and it. I'm oh, like, yeah. are you sure? And then we got home, and my son, who was maybe 11 years old at the time, all of a sudden we're just kind of sitting around, and he goes, "Mom, just come home." Oh, I went okay. Wrote out my quit on Monday. Wow. Um, and wow. It w- yeah. It felt like there was anointing on that job, mm-hmm. working that job, and then it was off. And then it was off. Mm-hmm. And it was really important to pay attention mm-hmm. to the fact that it was on. That mm-hmm. there was something for me to do here. There's something for me to learn. Lives that I was able to affect. There was a purpose for my being there. And then when that was gone, move out. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like that. I love when God lets our kids speak into our lives. Oh, me too. It's so clear. Yeah. Okay, so one thing that I did like is as I'm looking at Nehemiah, he's clearing his identity with God. He knows who he is. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's about. He's going to cause things to happen. You know, he's going to move according to the will of God because he knows his identity. And I think the thing that was cool about that, he said, God, remember me. Remember me for what I've I've done, and it's like remember how I've affected these people. Remember how I've loved these people. I think. I mean, I think that's a good thing to do. Is remember when people do things positively in the world, like Billy Graham, mm-hmm, and yeah. everything that went on. It's like, yeah, God, remember him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's affected a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So. Well, God is big on remembering things. He is. You know, in the Old Testament, he would have people set up a monument to remember what happened here, what I did for you here. He knows that we have short memories. We do. We do. And so he, he likes the idea that we make markers to remember his goodness and his mercy. And I don't think that he minds at all when we remind him of things too. Hey, God, remember when... You did this, and I did that, and I think he likes that. How about your kids when they come home and they say, Oh, Mom, remember when we went to the mall and we found that perfect prom dress? Or, Hey, Mom, remember when we went out shooting with Papa? I love it when my kids remind me of the things that we've done, Mm -hmm. and I think God does too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's a good thing. Awesome. Yeah, and I think it was good for the people to to mm-hmm. see Nehemiah doing that. I don't know if this was like a personal thing with him and God, but to know that just be remembered. This somehow got public. Yeah, I think like he, we heard about it. Yeah, I think he was pretty open about his, but for the hand of God, for, for the gracious hand mm-hmm. of God, he he was spitting that out all the time. Mm-hmm. So plenty of people heard that, um, and I think he was probably pretty public about everything in his faith. I would imagine, and I love how bold he is, Mm -hmm. because I don't know really that I've ever said, hey, God, remember when? Yeah, usually (laughs) I say, hey, God, just forget that little thing that happened. (laughs) Yeah, it's usually not in a good sense, right? Oh, Lord. Yeah, Yeah. it's not a, ooh, remember when? Mm -hmm. It's a, you know, he very clearly says, remember me with favor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, that'd be, I don't know. That's bold. I'm going to start thinking about that so I can, like, say it once or twice. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I had one situation one time where I thought that God had asked me to do something or told me to do something. 
And I did it, and then it didn't turn out the way I thought it was supposed to turn out. And I can remember going to him and saying, you know, did I just not hear right? Was I, was I wrong in that? And, um, and what I kept getting was, you were obedient. Mm-hmm. Quit worrying about whether what you did was right or wrong or perfectly in my will or not. You were obedient to what you believed in your heart, I had told you. And so that's okay. So sometimes I remind yeah. them of that. I'll say, remember, Lord, <laughs> you know, and here I am again. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is the right thing to do or not, but I really believe in my heart that this is where you're leading me. So I'm going to be obedient because I think that's really important to you. Um, yeah, you know what? That's a good point because the victories are God's, yeah. the failures are God's. Yeah, they're really not ours. And in that process, mm-hmm. you may have learned something that He needed you to know, so that when you went on to something in the future, mm-hmm. you would be able to do that. I think. Yeah. Well, it it built my faith. Mm-hmm. That situation in particular built my faith because it was like, okay, if I believe that God is leading me, step by step, laying a path before me lighting that path for me, because that's what his word says he's doing. So if I really believe his word, then I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then he's responsible for everything after that. I take that step and the rest is in his hands. Um, and, and so it gave me confidence to take some other steps. Yeah. Well, I think uh, one thing that I have really seen, <clears throat> excuse me, that God is a God of order. And um, he orders our steps. So you took a, a step, and it was in obedience, and maybe it didn't turn out the way you wanted. But like Rose, uh, Angie, like Rosemary said, um, it, it sets the path for the next step. Um, and so you're going in order. Okay, it may not yeah. have meant anything right now, but maybe later on when you get to a certain point, then you're going to say, oh, I remember that's what that was about. Yeah. But God is sending you in order to learn a lesson to get you to a certain spot. Well, the word right. says we're built, you know, it's brick by brick. Mm. So we have to lay a foundation, yep. then we start putting those bricks on mm. there. Um and I think, you know, different places, we're in different places at different times in our walk with God. And so there are going to be what seemed to us some fluctuations, maybe. But as far as he's concerned, he's just adding another brick mm-hmm. um, and making us stronger. Yeah, he knows what the wall looks like. That's right. He's got the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Anybody else have any thoughts for this week? Uh, one thing that I thought about was. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. He and his men, none of them bought any land or any homes. They were, I I don't know if they were on loan from the king or maybe they were men that Nehemiah hired, but they weren't there to put down roots. Mm -hmm. They were there to do a job. And when they were finished with their job, they were going to go home. So for 12 years, I don't know if the same men, you know, the same workers stayed on the job for 12 years, but... To, to kind of know that you're there for 12 long years, but this isn't home. You're going you're gonna to return to your family. Well, I, just, I don't know, for some reason that just kind of struck me like they were there for a time being and a purpose, and then they were done at home. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, Suzanne, your life, being in the military. Right. You would go someplace, you would know it was for a certain period of time, and then you knew you were going to leave. Right. Yeah. yeah. You'd go accomplish that purpose and then take off. Yeah, but 
I mean, we did set roots, you know, and there are little family roots all over the country, um, <laughs> you know, because he does tell us to go into essentially we, we say you got to bloom where you're planted. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Are you, Terry, are you talking about 516? Is that, is that the verse that you're referring to? Uh, yeah. Yep. It's so funny because that is not how I understood that verse to be. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But that's just, that's, um, I took that verse to be, and see, this is the beauty of having different perspectives. But um, it says, instead, I devoted myself to the work on the wall. All my men were assembled there for the work. We did not acquire any land. So Terry understands that to be that they were there for a short time and a purpose, and then they were going home. And I understood that to be, we are not working on conquering further lands. We are not working toward expansion of our little empire. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're here and this is what we're going to focus on. And so I'm not worried about all that outside stuff. I'm only worried about getting this one job done. Mm. So the way I took it was, (laughs) or just the piece I got, it's like all those make sense. And I was like, wow, look how honorable. Nehemiah was. He even mm. chose, like, there were times of the year that it would be more profitable to buy land. Mm. And so, but he didn't do it. And, mm. and his brothers and the men with him did not do that. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's really honorable. To me, that showed another way that he cared more for the people than for his own wealth. Mm-hmm. How? Ooh, see, cool. this just that's shows that cool, God yeah. will, will reveal different mm-hmm. things to different people because it had never, honestly, it had never occurred to me that. They were not going to be there forever. Yeah. Which they weren't going to be there forever. Some of them. Angie, right. which one of us is right? No. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think no. back, he sent, um, the king sent his cavalry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the people that were in the cavalry probably stayed to help build the wall. But then the they king returned. needed all of his people back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were on loan. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. Well, I think the Jews that came back intended to stay. Yes. You know, the Jews that came back with Nehemiah, um, they did intend. They were coming home to their mm-hmm. ancestral home to Jerusalem. But we don't know how many people came with Nehemiah, but it was mm-hmm. quite an entourage with the army and the... Singers, don't forget the tunes. Don't forget yes. the tunes, yeah. <laughs> so um, certainly some were going to go back, um, but some were going to stay. Well, and I think Nehemiah knew he wasn't staying because mm-hmm. the king asked him, when are you going to return? When are you, are you coming back? Yeah. Right. So his plan all along was to was not to stay. Was to return. Yeah. I love like what you were saying, how they're all different. Mm-hmm. Different yeah. facets. Right. Yeah. And really? not necessarily anything right or wrong. Right. Just, I was just kidding different. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reading the exact same words mm-hmm. and seeing something different. Because the Holy Spirit has given you different um, experiences in your life that make yeah. you think a specific way right. and for yeah. all of us. And depending on where we are, you know, throughout the whole Bible, I can, something I read 10 years ago, and I can read that now, and where I am right now and where I was then, it's a makes a total difference yeah, changes in how my understanding yeah. for what it means now. And then yeah. I can think, okay, in 10 years from now, who knows what the Lord will have to say to me through that same scripture 
you know, verse. And that's what makes it so exciting when we read the word because it is alive yeah. and it impacts us at different places with mm-hmm. different truths um, yeah. because of our perception, our experience with yeah. God. We can see things. So there's always something, some new treasure to be found in a verse that you've probably read hundreds of times. Absolutely. And to sit with a group of people and discuss it and talk about it um, and to be open to listening to the other perspectives Mm -hmm. as well. So that's just, that's an awesome thing about a a small group. Behind the curtain of a small group. That's That's right. right. But let's encourage you guys, build your own small groups. We would love to have satellite small groups out all over the country, (laughs) wherever you guys want to do it. Just let Mm -hmm. us know. I know we have a diva one starting in the South. Everybody's name starts with D. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be fun. And then you get to experience all this as you bring your treasures up. That's right. Yeah, very cool. All right, well, would someone like to pray for us as we um, close out our week? I'll pray. Okay. Okay. Father, we just thank you again for your word. Lord, your word is life to us. Um, It is alive and powerful. It's a two-edged sword. It can cut right down to the marrow of our bones. Um, It reveals to us things about ourselves, but it reveals also to us who you are. Mm -hmm. And Father, we thank you that even though we're reading Nehemiah a couple thousand years later, several thousand years later, it's still meaningful to us today that you have embedded in your word hidden treasures for us um, that we can pull out at any given time and they are real and alive and productive. Father, we thank you. You're, you say in your word that you watch over your word to perform it. And so, Father, as we bring your word um, out into the open, as we share it amongst ourselves, we thank you that you are watching over it and that that word is going to accomplish what you intended for it to accomplish mm-hmm. from the day that it was set down in these books in the Bible. So, Lord, we praise you and we worship you. We thank you for this time together. We ask your blessing and your favor on everyone that's listening to this podcast. And, Lord, it's in Jesus' name that we bring all this before you. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> 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 <laughs>